Hello. Hello. I just took a freaking Rona test. You did? Oh, dude, right to the back of my, the base of my fucking cerebellum. Just way uh, back there. That's oh. the worst. We got to figure out a better way to test. Because here's the thing. Like, I've done just a near nostril test. Yep. I've done that one. It's not too bad. Love that one. That's just Love like it. picking your nose. And then I've done the putting a serpent down into the fucking base of your lizard brain. Oh, my God. And it just hurts so bad. These tests, they're going so deep. They're going to find out, I don't know, some deep, dark shit about me. Like, shit I did in, like, in college. Yeah. Not Maybe ex- that's their plan all along. Yeah. Expose all of our secrets, you know? Yeah. Back in 2006, he took LSD and fucked a one-armed chick named the rat. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, Sarah already knows that story. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. I didn't, I didn't fuck a one-armed chick named Loretta in 2006, guys. What? That was 2007. Sure, you did. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. Um, question. Yeah. Is the brand of your sweatshirt called Feet? Yeah, it is. The same one. They sent me this shit. Shout out to Feet. I don't have a bell with me. Shout out to Feet for hooking it up. Oh, you know what? I do have a bell somewhere. Hold on. I've got a bell for you. I have the same one. They also sent me a couple. Shout out. Love you guys. It's so cozy. I think Rye stole my other one. They sent me a couple. Yes. It's a good look. Sarah stole mine. Here's here's what I don't understand. I don't know if I'm wearing it inside out or not inside out. It's because <laughs> it's, the really cushy, softy side is on the outside. So yeah. it, it's only people who hug me are getting the benefits of this sweatshirt. You know? Exactly. That's yeah. the thing? Yeah, I think that's the thing. All right. Well, I don't hate it. They are very comfortable. So thank you to those guys for sending that shit. Hold on. Here's my. I got my iPad bell. Oh, the iPad. Oh, I gotta turn it up. There. It's not bad actually. There we go. All right. Oh, that's piercing. <laughs> was it? The second one was a little piercing. All right. I'll turn it down a little bit. I was hoping to pod with you yesterday, but you were horse showing. Did you win? I did not win. So I think I told you guys last week. I took a spill last week. Yeah. So. These are the last two horse shows of this of the season. Then we kind of move into like the winter season where like some people don't show at all. Others go to like Florida or California to show. So for me, I'm not sure what I'm doing this winter. So this was kind of like my last hurrah horse showing for the year. And I was going to do two weeks in a row. I, d- I went last week and then I had that spill the first day in the ring, which kind of set me back. So like the whole first week was just me like getting my confidence back and you know, making sure like I feel good, star feels good. So this week when we came back, we kind of backtracked. We started in lower jumper classes. We were only jumping like three foot. And we just slowly made our way back up into the meter 10 division that we had were in last month. So it kind of took a while. I didn't really show in, in my big class until yesterday. And I had a rail, so I was fourth. But star was very good. You would have never known. We took a spill. You know, yesterday we were, we were killing it. Now I'm going to figure out if I have enough money to go horse show in the winter. What are you doing over there? I'm trying to sign into my fucking iCloud. I don't know why I have to verify my own Apple devices. You know, constant. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. this is my Apple device. <laughs> what? Why am I doing this? <laughs> I don't know. I wish there was another option besides Apple, but there's just not. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and give a ding. I've been traveling, which, by the way, we gotta talk about. 
I'm gonna give a ding mm. to the iPad. I love my iPad. Really? Because I have one and I barely use it. I think it's the greatest thing that Apple ever came up with. Hands down. Tell me why. What am I missing? I have the one that like has the keyboard also on it. It's like a case for it with a keyboard, yeah. Yeah. It's like a the tiniest laptop. I mean, for travel in terms of like watching shit, it's the best. Mm-hmm. I have the MacBook Pro for editing, and I can't like download Netflix on Netflix videos for mm-hmm. travel. It's so annoying. But the iPad is perfect for it. It's just my TV now. Like I have the Direct TV app in it, and so I'm in this fucking hotel mm-hmm. right now. I can't watch the games I want to watch, the shows I want to watch, because f- for whatever reason, hotels are still in 1997 when it comes to fucking guides. It's always... Mario Lopez telling me bullshit about whatever's happening and then like just the channels not like what's all like what's actually playing so that I can go to my direct TV see what's on then just watch it from my iPad like I don't even need this TV a hotel you're in is stuck in like the early 80s it's got the wallpaper and the drapery with the fringe and it's just there's a whole lot going on in there hotel I'm in there's like a bunch of like crystal chandeliers in it and here's my thing like i understand that it looks beautiful and like elegant but it also looks so haunted and i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. that this place is haunted and it's freaking me the fuck out and i can't sleep like i need modern aesthetics when it comes to my hotel so i don't think that i'm gonna get murdered by a fucking ghost from the 70s and here's the other thing i know this hotel is newer than it's like pretending to be um, and I don't know, like, who you're marketing to, like, old, like, purple-haired ladies that, like, love the nostalgia feel, but I'm over here thinking, well, I'm waiting for the Shining kid to fucking roll his little trike around the <laughs> corner, and the two fucking twins are gonna scare the fucking bejesus out of me in room 217. Yeah, it looks creepy as hell. It does, but it's also beautiful. Wells, what is it like to be on a plane right now? Okay, let me tell you, Brandi. You and I both love traveling. Like it was a thing we did for work. You know, you always felt like you were doing something good. You know, you're the fact like, that you're you're saying this in past tenses. Well, because so I traveled for the first time a couple days ago for work. Okay, mm, how was it? The whole fucking plane was full. By the way, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Middle seat, no middle seat people. No, no ma'am. We what were. Airline? American. We were packed to the gills, bro. <laughs> there was American packs them in. American packs them in. Fucking sard. Like, you wouldn't know we're in a goddamn COVID outbreak. And here's the thing, fellas, you know this. <laughs> you know when you're getting a, a blowy and, you know, all of a sudden a finger goes in your butt and you're like, I know that this isn't right, but oh. you know what? Here we are. We've gone too far to turn back now, guys. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened in the world, you know? That's what it was like being on that plane. Like, I knew it wasn't right, and I was a little scared, and I was nervous, and I was like, what if people are going to find out about this? But then it was like, but you know what, Wells? Good for you. You're off and doing something. So it was like that. Wow. You just really you went into a deep, deep philosophical place on this flight. <laughs> Anyways. Wow. Really need to do your research prior because some airlines aren't packing them in. Delta and Southwest, middle seats are free, open, so you're not as packed in. Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. I was brand loyal. I had worked my <laughs> way to executive platinum on American <laughs> Airlines. Oh, 
them flat them. Yes, exactly. Let me tell you something, sister. I'm not fucking giving up now. I don't care if there are no middle <laughs> seats or middle seats are available, all right? We've gone too far. The finger's up the butthole, Brandi. We got oh it. We got to fucking power through this thing. All right. Well, did you at least practice safe sex here? Did you wear a face shield and a mask? What, did, what was the sitch? Okay, so it's so funny because I went like a, like this whole existential crisis about my mask. So I've got an N95 mask, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, I need to be super careful when it comes to getting COVID because Sarah's immunocompromised. So, like, I'll go into, like, what I have to do when I leave here when it comes when it pertains to her. Because obviously, if I get COVID, statistically speaking, I'll probably be fine. Mm-hmm. But I have the N95 mask. And the N95 mask is just fine. One thing that I've realized from the N95 mask is that I have horrible breath. It is so bad. How No one told me that I have dragon breath 99% of the time, okay? I was fucking eating Altoids like they were fucking lucky charms, dude. And you know what? It was not doing anything. The other problem that I have with the N95 mask is that the band around for the ears is too short. So I was just pulling on my ears so much and it was like making my ears kind of go out like a mouse's ears you know and i didn't like Mm -hmm. that i am a gator guy you know what a gator is i do yeah Mm -hmm. big gator guy over here and you know what if i had my way i'm gonna wear a gator for the rest of my life because it's so easy to be like safe from you you fucking dirty monster easy right but the Mm -hmm. gator doesn't probably protect you as much as n95 mask but so i was i was like fuck this i hate this mask I just want to wear my gator. Then I realized the thing that goes around your ear does is just keep the mask close to your face. So, if so, fact so, why don't I use the gator's elasticity to keep the N95 mask up up on my face? And then all of a sudden, I was living back in the high life again. All the doors are open once. And dun, 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 dun. That's where I was, all right? Once I realized that, but here's the thing. Where I'm at right now, like, you got to be wearing your N95 mask around people. And so everyone's freaking out, and they're just seeing my gator. When I came to check in, someone came to, like, help me. They gave me an N95 mask, and they're like, you need to put this on right now before anyone sees. And I'm like, bro, I pulled down my gator a little bit. I was like, uh-huh, yeah. I'm, du- I'm double-bagging this bitch, okay? I got two condoms on. Ain't nobody oh getting pregnant God. up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I, you could really, um, it's very transparent how, how boring your life has been since yeah. March because this is such a big story. <laughs> the know. fact that you've added this much detail into flying from L.A. to wherever the heck you are is insane. <laughs> we probably need to start the show. I got. I think you should. This is 15 minutes of a freaking story of Wells just getting on a plane, which is really not that big of a deal. But you have to say it's pretty impressive that I'm able to burn this much time for our show. You, man, you it's a talent. <laughs> it's a talent. All right, go for it. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy. All right. Oh, my goodness, Wells. Just so everyone knows, like, doesn't, like, freak out about, like, my whole travel situation. One, I'm working. So, like, everyone's trying to work, right? So, like... <laughs> The second someone was like, do you want to go work and be at a travel? I was like, fuck, yes, let me go. But it is a little scary with Sarah and her health concerns. So what I'm going to do, just so everyone knows, is that when I go back to California, I am renting a car effectively. And, and then I'm just going like on my own like little adventure. And I'm basically going to go back to my hometown and stay in a hotel, wait a couple of days, and then get a COVID test and make sure I pass that. And then once I pass that... And I know that I didn't get like COVID like on the way back in the airplane. Then I'll go back and I'll see Sarah. So everyone relax. I'm trying to be as safe as possible. 
Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, obviously, I've traveled a little bit since all this, too. And I think as long as you're safe and you wear your mask and you practice smart things like washing your hands and all that, obviously, like, don't travel if you're already feeling sick. That's so stupid. Um, But I think there's safe ways to do it. Honestly, I feel safer on an airplane with the mask and the face shield on than I do at the grocery store. Because here in Tennessee, half the people at the grocery store aren't wearing a mask. Yeah, when I was telling Sarah about like what the airports were like, I was like, looks like business as usual, man. Everyone's walking around. She's like, that's terrifying. And I was like, it is, I understand like where you're coming from, but it isn't because you're not the one going grocery shopping. I'm the one that's like mm-hmm. going out and going grocery. I'm like, it's the same thing as the grocery store. It's a bunch of people mm-hmm. milling about with masks on. LA is obviously much better than Tennessee about mask wearing, but, um, but yeah. that's what it's like. You have to take your mask off to drink water or to eat I know. your little biscotti that they give you on the airplane. So, like, no one... <laughs> Which, those biscottis are terrible. They taste like cardboard. Yeah, I know, but hey, listen. <laughs> There's nothing else. What are you going to do? Yeah, you're going to purchase a $700 round-trip flight, and we're going to give you a fucking cardboard-tasting piece of cookie. Yeah, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am, I'm executive platinum, all right? I deserve better than this. <laughs> and garbage coffee. Okay, I'm done. It's true. And now they, they give you like a little party favor. And they're like, here you go. Here's a water. Here's the biscotti. Here's some handy <laughs> wipes. And it was so funny. When I got on my second flight, because I, I had to do two legs. When I got on my second flight, they didn't give me a little party favor. So I, And so then the, the lady came up and she was like, I was uh, I was in first class because I used one of my upgrades. Uh, oh. like, hey, listen. Executive Platinum. So she was like, do you want to, like a drink before we take off? And I was like, no, I just want my little party favor bag. And she's like, oh, sorry, I forgot to give it to you. And then five minutes go by, and then she comes by to drop off like my little neighbor's drink. And I was like, hey, party favor bag. Because I wanted the wet wipe to wipe down my seat, you know? I wanted to ass wipe the entire seat. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I just gave up my last one. And I'm sitting there, hey, lady, <gasps> lady, Executive Platinum over here. Yeah. I'm kidding. We, we got to stop talking about this flight. <laughs> I know. Bachelor at. I'm ready for Tasha to step in. Yeah. Are you, are you over the clarity? Yeah, I'm over it. First of all, I was, it's just so boring this week. Where do we start? I'll say this. What I think is the what's tough about this season is so much of the show, there are supporting roles that aren't available now. Like the supporting role, you know, for the first couple episodes in The Bachelor the Bachelorette is the mansion. So mm-hmm. like La Quinta's trying to be that, but it's hard because no one really knows La Quinta very well. So it's not as iconic for the viewer, I think. And then when you start traveling, there's a lot of supporting roles, just like the fun thing of traveling or like the bullshit of traveling, or like getting to a new place and like finding your rooms and jumping in. There's a lot of that B-roll that like is now gone. That's that true. I feel like fills the show out. And then there's also really fun dates, albeit they're doing a good job of like making dates in La Quinta, but Mm. you're still stuck in the same place. So it seems very stagnant. I think that's the problem. That's fair. I think that's a fair assumption. I just think like when they show these previews, like when they're teasing the next episode, like last week, they made it seem like there was so much going on. And then during the episode, there's just really not. It's almost like they're like overselling the season with their teasers. You know what I mean? Well, I do think it is going to be dramatic because we know what happens. We know she leaves the fucking show. So we know it's coming. I don't know if they've got a whole lot to cut. I really don't. I think it happened so quickly that Mm -hmm. they're like grasping for straws. And also, I think they're trying to really, really trying to 
make her look good, and I mm-hmm. don't know if there's a whole lot of footage to do that. Mm-hmm. The episode was like boring to me, and then I can't remember the guy's name, but who's the guy that she straight up sent home in the group date this week? I don't know, but I loved him. Loved him. Hated how she handled that. Yeah, so... Poor guy. That poor guy is sitting here and she's like, well, why'd you want to come on this season? What's he supposed to say? Oh, I stalked the shit out of you and I've watched every single episode of television you've ever been on and I'm obsessed with you, so here I am. Yeah. Like, that's not the right... There's no right answer there. And I thought, like, the way he played it was good. It's like, give her a compliment, tell her she's beautiful, but don't be a creep and say you've watched every second of TV she's been on because... That would be such a turnoff to me if, like, this guy was like, oh, I've watched every season of The Bachelor you've been on, and I just thought you're the one for me. Like, that's creepy as hell. But that seems like what she wanted him to say, and because he didn't give her that, she was like, bye, you got to go. See ya. Yeah, his name is Brandon, by the way. Poor Brandon. That was tough to yeah, watch. Yeah, it, it was almost as if he was being punished for not being a fan of the show, which... I know. There's nothing really wrong with that. And also, like, a little bit of, you need to leave because you don't know how big of a celebrity I am. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. What did you want the guy to say? I didn't fucking know who you were. I was hoping it was Tasha, but you fucking showed it. You're like, what did you want him to say? He was like, yeah, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. I came for you. Like, th- those are the things that you're supposed to say. And then he got caught. It was a power play. I hated it. Yeah, I hated it. I thought, like, his answer was right. And if I had been in her position, like, that's what I would have wanted to hear from somebody was. I wouldn't have wanted someone to sit there and be like, I fell in love with you on television and here I am. You know what I mean? Like, that's so cringy. Because what he said was right. He was like, I don't I don't know you personally. I can't sit here and tell you, like, oh, I know, I know you so well and I know we're meant to be. Yeah. Because that's not real. Like, who you are on TV is not who you are in real life. And But I felt like that's what she wanted to hear. I felt like she wanted to hear somebody say, like, I fell in love with you on television and you're the one for me but yeah. that's just so cringy to me so i was already like not pumped on the episode and then she did that and i was just like okay next tasha was that more cringeworthy to you than when she kind of scolded everybody for not like wanting to pull her first in that group date honestly it was both so bad but the second but this one like i don't know this one really like hit hit harder for me the branded thing really got you yeah it really got me I was just like the poor that poor guy. Like you could tell he was just sitting there thinking like you're nuts and I'm dodging a bullet here. See ya. <laughs> he should have said things differently, but it is what it is. I don't know. I felt bad for him. Wait, I felt bad for Bennett. Bennett is now becoming my favorite character on this whole thing, okay? <laughs> She's like, "It's no one up home, oh my god." And then finally Bennett's like, I'll take you. Let's go. And then so he walks her over and she's like, I just want to know more about you. And then it goes, well, you know, New York, Harvard guy. And I was like, ah, I've met this guy so many times in Manhattan and I hate you so much, but I love you so much. <laughs> the fuck that guy's always walking around with a fucking martini, dude. It is the best. He's the no, greatest. He's a great character. And then I felt so bad because he was fucking awesome. And he was like, <laughs> New York, Harvard guy. <laughs> and then she was like, you know what? Hold on. I need to go fucking yell at a bunch of dudes. <laughs> and then just leaves him. And then goes and is like, fuck you to all the guys. And all the guys are like, oh, puppy dog. And then Dale, you know, swoops in. And I don't even know. But that's effectively like their first date 
And mm-hmm. I don't think that these guys are fans of the show. And the reason why I'll say that is because I met most of these guys on an episode that's going to happen in the future. They're not fans of the show. Like, they don't know how this is all supposed to work. There's also, like, there's no kind of, like, douchebag that you're kind of hating against. Because the douchebag mm-hmm. is always the guy that's like, I'm going to pull her first. Knock, waka, waka. Here we go. Let's go. You know? And then everyone's like, oh, I can't believe it's Joseph again. That's not yeah. happening. And so they were all just, like, sitting around, I think, waiting for a cue for a producer to be like, hey, someone take her. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't happen. And then she just went ballistic on everybody, which was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> Insane, by the way. So it's funny you say that because I I think now that you say it, that sounds totally right. And then this week, my boy Blake, talk about cringy. When he went in for the kiss and she was like, nope. Like if I were him, I would have left. I would have been yeah. so embarrassed. I'd be like, I, my face can't be seen here again ever. He should have been like, where's Brandon? I'm going to go with Brandon. I got to get gonna the fuck out of him. here. <laughs> It was so awkward. I felt so bad for him, but also didn't because he shouldn't have gone back. That guy's breaking the rules left and right. No one gives a shit. He's the guy that was like DMing her beforehand. And I know. she was like, you shouldn't have done that, but I liked it. And then because <laughs> he's hot. You know, he lost the group date, the dodgeball fucking let me see your wiener date. And then Which, that whole thing was so weird, by the way. Very odd. I would have very been like, odd. Uh, no, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll play dodgeball, but I'm not going to get naked because... No. <clears throat> what? No. Very weird. But hold on. The one-on-one that she had with the guy, I don't know if he's a murderer or not. Like, I don't... Okay, I that's don't... a little dramatic. First of all, what's with this voiceover date card? Did you hear that? Where, like, in Claire, it's Claire's voice, and it's like, hey, Joseph, or whatever his name is, send your younger self a message. Why is she voiceovering this? Like, this used to be, like, I'd read it out to the group. Yeah. Like, this is what yeah. it says. This is what I gotta go do, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It was very, very weird to me. It was a. It was not how mm-hmm. this th- things are supposed to work here. The one thing that, like, well, I was like, whoa, bro, was when, you know, they had to write down things that people had called them, injured them, or, like, affected them. And his first mm-hmm. one was manipulative. And I was <laughs> like, whoa, bro, dude, like, even if people said that, do not say that to a woman that you're potentially wanting to date. Like that's a that. huge red flag to be like a lot of people think mm. I'm manipulative. What's the next one? Do people think you're a sociopath? <laughs> Potential ex murderer? Like what are these things that people think you are? And she was just like my ex, you know, I I went on the show to get away from someone who was a bad guy and I was like, "Do you mean someone who was manipulative?" <laughs> but he seemed like a sweet guy, but I was just like, "Bro, don't say that." Yeah. You right. Is that enough bachelor talk for one day? I think so, yeah. All right. Well, so Wells, I uh, was just talking to somebody the other day. I think it was Rai Rai in the bathtub. Yeah. We were talking about skin and I was like, yeah, I got really lucky. My, I've had good skin. Thank you, Tish. You know, it's honestly the one good thing she could give me because she also gave me a lot of not so great things like thinning hair. Oh. Uh, it's like seriously not a joke. I already have fine hair and I can already see the bald spots coming in on my already large forehead. So, you know, I take my skin very seriously. So I also have started taking my hair very seriously. And I've been taking these Nutrafol hair vitamins. Uh, I've been taking them now for like three or four months. And I'm a huge fan of taking a supplement for hair and skin because you really do see a difference when you take vitamins that work from the inside out. I truly believe that. And Nutrafol has been one of the best 
vitamins I've taken. I've just, I've been really consistent about it, which I think is key. Nutrafol, it offers two targeted formulas. So there's one to improve hair growth and thickness. And then there's another one for, I think like older women that are dealing with um, like thinning hair because of aging. Something for everyone. There's really you're never too young to start taking this stuff. If you have fine hair, I would highly recommend it. It even makes your hair shinier, less shedding. I know in the winter, like my hair just comes out in in like globs. I I don't know what it is, but with the Nutrafol vitamins, I've noticed I have less shedding as well. So hopefully more of that hair is staying on my head. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of taking Nutrafol. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using the promo code YFT and new customers will get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere. Plus free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and then promo code YFT. Get some of that thick hair, yo. I mean, here's the deal, Brandi. We've all been sitting around for the past couple of months doing nothing because of this freaking pandemic, but it's time to get back into shape. No better time to take your fitness to the next level than right now, and every bit of motivation counts like a sweet new pair of London's most popular sweaty Betty power leggings. Make any move you want knowing your leggings have got your back side. <laughs> winter is the time to hit the gym and start working on that summer bod but it's also the time to just wear leggings all the time and it's completely 100% appropriate to just wear leggings as clothing in the winter it's the best time of year honestly if you ask me and sweaty Betty's leggings are some of the most comfortable leggings in my closet no other athletic brand can compete with the sweaty Betty power leggings expertly placed seams and squat tested compression fabric that physically gives your booty instant peach emoji status. It's quick drying and pocket equipped, and these leggings are high-waisted performers. Take their quiz at sweatybetty.com to find your perfect style and choose from a wide selection of strategically cut patterns. I love the high-waisted leggings. You know, they keep everything high and tight. They really do make the booty pop. And so now through November 1st, get 20% off your entire purchase when you visit sweatybetty.com slash YFT and enter code YFT at checkout. This is the best offer Sweaty Betty has available anywhere, so jump on it, yo, because you deserve to look amazing before, during, and after your workout. Again, get 20% off your entire purchase at sweatybetty.com slash YFT. Yeah, you know you're going to be buying leggings this winter, so check out Sweaty Betty only until November 1st. Can you get this offer? Spelled S-W-E-A-T-Y-B-E-T-T-Y dot com slash Y-F-T and enter code Y-F-T at checkout. Um, have you been watching anything? Still watching Haunting a Bly Manor. How far are you into that? I've gotten far enough to say I'm over it. Oh, man. Okay. How, how, how Do you know what episode you're on? I would say I'm probably halfway in. Okay. So we just finished episode seven last night. So we've got two left. Yeah. And Rye is where you are. He, I think he's been there for a couple of episodes. He's just like, I don't even want to watch this anymore. He's just like, he doesn't, he said the story hasn't, isn't, it's just not clicking. Like I'm bored. I just don't, I don't get what's going on. I'm over it. Yeah. I pushed through last night to get through episode seven. And I will say episode seven has been the best episode so far. I feel very confused about what's going on. Like, 
I get it, but also I'm like, so what was the point of the the first six episodes? I don't know. It, it has been very slow and and it hasn't been holding my attention. Now it's getting like kind of good where you're seeing some ghosts and like some sort of stories forming. And I'm going to finish it because now I'm invested and I've watched seven hours of this thing. It is not as good as Hill House. It's just not. It's all over the place, right? Like you got the old nanny who is dead with her like love, you know, love triangle with the, the her relationship with the driver. And that's a whole. And see, that's that's like the forefront of, of episode seven right now. Yeah, uh, and then is them too, and what's going on there? And then you've got the main characters' issues with like her ex and everything, and like that ghost that's following her around. You see like dolls moving around, but like they're like dolls aren't doing shit. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I need more dolls being creepy. Yeah, same. I just don't understand. And he, here's my theory: I think that her ghost is going to be the one that saves her from the other ghost. Mm, I could see that because right now where I'm at, I call her Nell because that's what she was in Hill House. Her backstory with this ghost, the glasses wearing ghost, like up to this point has nothing to do with the show so far. Like there's there's been no connection. So that would make sense. I hope that's what happens. Otherwise, I'm like, what's the point of her whole backstory? Yeah, I am Rye in this situation and Sarah is you in the situation where she's like, I'm going to finish it. I'm like, go for Mm -hmm. it. I'm over it. Not that's what Rye says too. I'm not not doing it anymore. I finally watched Social Dilemma. Oh, finally. Wow, took you long enough. Yeah, and it's really well done, and it's very scary, and everyone should watch it. Here's my thing about it. I'm less concerned with the data mining, which I think is what you said, with the data mining of like selling me ads. It's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't feel like I get a lot of ads. I do, but I do and I don't. You know, it's like, I don't, or maybe I just don't even see them anymore, and I just kind of like keep on scrolling through. Maybe they've gotten so good that I'm not, not even noticing that they're ads. And then if that's the case, that's awesome. Good for you. I mean, that's what we try to do. We try to make our ads sound like yeah. part of the show. That's fair. I used to think it was like purely the Russians that were like doing a really good job of creating division in our country. And just like with our fr- in our friend groups and our family, like I'm having a hard time dealing with like my family in terms of political stuff right now, which is sad because I come from a really tight-knit family. And I think this is my story is a lot like everyone else's story. And mm-hmm. what's scary about the social dilemma thing is the how the algorithm works is it doesn't know what's real and what's not. It just mm-hmm. knows what keeps you on your phone or your mm-hmm. tablet the longest. And generally the That's what that, it feeds you. Yeah, and the thing that that thing that keeps you on your phone the longest is the thing that makes you angry. Generally those things aren't real. And it goes mm-hmm. to both sides. That's the other thing is that right, no surprise that I lean liberal. And I so I see a lot of liberal stuff and it makes me angry about the conservatives. And here's the thing that I'm not realizing. I'm not seeing the conservative stuff that's making them angry about the liberal side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so if it taught me anything, it's I need to be much nicer to the other side about things because they're getting fed the same bullshit. I think that's what's scary about it is it's a computer. It's so weird, dude. It's fucking Terminator 2. But instead of like actual robots coming and shooting you in the head, they just used stupid articles to make us hate each other. Yeah. Here's what I took away from it too is we we sort of as a whole have this mentality that what we read on the internet is truth. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like, oh, I don't know the answer to this. I'll Google it. Yeah. And what, and then, you know, then your unspoken mentality is whatever Google tells me is the answer. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's the problem is it's we, we believe everything we read and we don't question anything that comes from the Internet. And I think that's very scary. I've gone back to my early days because I was a, I was a broadcast journalism major and I took journalism ethics and my thesis was on whether or not you can be an objective journalist during wartime of which your country is in said war. Back when I was in college, you know, back in 2007 or whatever, it seems like a long time ago, we still had the same problems. There was Fox News who was doing a lot of stuff for Republicans, and then there was CNN doing the other, you know, other side, and just very kind of fractioned off. Now it's just much more so. But the thing that we used a lot in journalism school just for who, what, where, why, when, and how to write like our stories was the AP. The whole point of the AP wire is to be completely objective, just the information. This isn't an ad or anything, but like now I'm going to the AP wire instead of like CNN or Fox News and just like finding out the, the who, what, where, why, when and how and then making up my own mind. I think that that's made me feel a little bit less angry. That's good advice. Yeah. Look uh, at that. Using something from school and real life. I know, right? I finished the Green Mile. Oh, I saw you tweet about it. I think that the thing that I forgot about the Green Mile, by the way, I will say like the book is beautiful. Like I've, I've read so many Stephen King books where I'm like, this book's great. This is like considered one of his top 10 generally novels. And I will say it's like, it's one of my new favorites. Here's the thing that's great about the book and the movie. It really is so close to the book. Like they really stay close to the story. So like good for them, I guess. What I loved about it was... Mr. Jangles, the rat, the mouse, dies, right? And then John Coffey brings it back to life. And then the mouse has unusually long life. Same with Paul, the main jailer, the guy Tom Hanks plays in the movie. And then I got to thinking at the end of it, how old is John Coffey? Because he is a guy that's making other people have abnormally long lives. How old was he? You think that he's just of that time, but if he has this power, he could be five hundred thousands of years old, you know? So then I tweeted out to Stephen King. I was like, I love that he didn't respond. It's fine, whatever. Um, I know you're busy. But I was like, I'd love an origin story of John Coffey. Like, how old is he? He could be from, like, the medieval times, you know? Like, he could be from way back in the day. That was, like, this little weird wrinkle that, like, I loved when I went back and read it. So, good book. Okay. Have you seen this Netflix series called To the Lake? I don't think so. I feel like now that we're in an actual pandemic, Netflix and everybody are putting out all of their content that remotely have anything to do with an actual plague or like end of the world outbreak onto, you know, onto their platforms because it's happening in real life, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember you talked about one not too long ago, but this one popped up on just not like on my Netflix homepage. And I actually just Googled it to read you guys the synopsis and it actually came up that Stephen King tweeted about it. So mm -hmm. that's probably what's gotten it some attention recently. Rye's not a fan of it because it is, I guess, what do you call it? Like overdubbed. Like it was originally in Russian mm -hmm. and they've overdubbed the language to be English. So it doesn't match the mouths, which drives him crazy. And usually that really bothers me. Like I tried to watch that Icelandic show and I just couldn't do it because of the same thing. But this one, I'm a few episodes in and it, and that doesn't bother me as much. Basically, this is a Netflix Russian series that was uh, adapted from a book. 
here's the rundown. An unknown virus turns Moscow into a city of the dead. There is no electricity. Money has lost all value, and those who are still not infected are desperately fighting for f- food and fuel. The main character, Sergei, lives outside of the city with the woman he loves and her autistic son. It's still safe there, but in spite of that, he rushes to Moscow to save his ex-wife and their son, although she hates him. These people who never believed they'd be under the same roof again have put the past behind them and set off on a long, dangerous journey north to find an isolated hunting lodge on a deserted island. It's good. It's definitely, I think, because of the language switch. Like, there's some some parts of the script, like, some of the, like, language is a little weird. Like, some of the things they say, you're kind of like, what? Yeah. But I think it's just because they're translating. But overall, I mean... It's pretty good. The people that are infected with the disease are like, it's it's pretty gory. Like, they, they straight up look like zombies. Lots of blood. There's lots of killing. People have guns. They're shooting each other left and right. It's pretty nuts. And there was, like, one scene that was kind of hard for me to watch because, like, there's this group of, like, thugs that are taking advantage of the fact that everyone's locked into their houses and they show up pretending to be the police or something and they come in and they're trying to, like, rape this guy's pregnant wife and rob them and, like, crazy shit going on. It's pretty scary. Dude, Russians don't fuck around, man. No, I know. How far in are you? I just finished episode three. Okay. I think if you can if you can get past this whole, like, overdubbing of language, I think it's worth giving it a shot. Okay. Speaking of overdubbing of language, I started Dark, the German, like, Stranger Things Mm-hmm. And I'll give you, this is the uh, tagline. A family saga with a supernatural twist set in a German town where the disappearance of two young children exposes the relationships among four families. It's got a little bit of a Stranger Things vibe without like the 80s nostalgia, I suppose. But seems like there's some scientists doing some shit to some kids that they mm-hmm. probably shouldn't be doing. And time mm-hmm. travel seems to be a part of it. Oh, so uh, love a time travel situation, love a time travel situation, you know, (laughs) so I'm in I'm in the dark and it's also on Netflix. It's also overdubbed, but it's it's not it's not killing me. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. So your show looks good, too. So I might go back and forth. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, give it a shot. Oh, my God. Brandi, the other day we had our quarantine crew over and we had a little dinner party. So we were trying to yeah. be all, you know, fancy and whatnot. But then guess what happened after the dinner? I whipped out some boozy bites. And all of a sudden, the party turned from, oh, what about the politics? Into a <laughs> rager. Okay? <laughs> Love me some boozy bites. If you don't know what these are, dude, okay, just buckle down, boys and girls, because it's about to get fun. Okay? Boozy bites. They are basically delicious jello shots. But... They are vegan, so they're made with seaweed or something rather than gelatin, so they're saving the horse mm-hmm. hooves out there. Exactly. Naturally temperature stable. They can hang out outside of a refrigerator for over a month. They do not melt until, well, it gets to 130 degrees, which, I mean, I know global warming is a thing, but let's hope that doesn't happen anytime soon. So they're perfect for a trip to the pool or the beach. And I'm telling you, the cup is one of the coolest things. It looks like a little wine glass, but then you twist the bottom of it, and then you push it up like a push pop. I love me some freaking boozy bites. I love these things too. And honestly, they make a really great gift. And because they don't have to be refrigerated, you can order them online. They get shipped right to their door or your door if you want to gift yourself. Mm -hmm. They come in tons of fun cocktail-inspired flavors. The rosé is my favorite. Rye loves the Moscow Mule and the citrus punch flavors too. Best part – 
15% alcohol. They're so effective. Yeah, we love some boozy bites. We know you guys will too. And right now they're offering 15% off plus free shipping for our listeners. So order your own box today or send some of these boozy treats to a friend. Head to boozybites.com and enter the promo code favorite at checkout for 15% off your order. That's boozybites.com and promo code favorite. Must be 21 to order. For a complete list of all states they ship to, visit their website at boozybites.com. Seriously, they're delicious. You should get them immediately. All right, Brandi, uh, the holiday season, I can't believe it because this year was sucked away from us so quickly, but uh, is here. All right. So holiday shoppers are buying more and more stuff online than ever before because everyone's terrified to leave their house. Totally understandable. So that means if you're an online seller, you are struggling to keep up. So get your ship together with ShipStation. Love it. Um, I've used ShipStation so much, even when just selling some clothes and stuff online. It's so great because it connects right to my PayPal account, which is what I use, but it also can connect to Shopify, Amazon, eBay, even your very own website. And it puts all of your orders into one simple interface and you can easily manage every single order, even from your cell phone. ShipStation works with all major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, and you can even ship internationally. You can compare and choose the best shipping solution for each order, and you get the best deal. You'll get discounts on shipping. You'll It's really the best prices you can get. My favorite part about it, I don't have to go to the freaking post office. I print these labels off at home and stick it onto the package, and I just drop it off. I don't have to see anybody don't have to catch COVID when I'm dropping off my packages. You know what I'm saying? It really is the way to go. Yeah, no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, YFTers out there can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use offer code YFT. Make sure your business can meet the demands of this massive online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com today. You just click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in YFT. That's ShipStation.com and then enter our offer code YFT. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. Can we real quick talk about the duet that your sisters did together? Oh, have to talk about that. Okay, first of all, I feel like Noah has like lost like a bunch of weight or like become a she woman has. overnight. I don't know what's happened, but I was like, Who I is think this it's woman? both. Okay. I know. So when she came, she came to visit not too long ago. They were here. She was pre-taping something. I don't know. I guess. No, I think it's announced. She's uh, doing the CMT awards. So she was here and she always stays at my house. And I was like, Noah, you have wasted away. Where did you go? Like, not that she was ever, you know, big or anything like that but she just I don't know her little waist is just so tiny and she's tall she's taller than me and Miley I think I don't know she just really she's just really coming into her own and like seeing her so what you're talking about if you guys don't know um Miley released MTV does these like MTV unplugged like backyard sessions I think she's done them in the past and Miley just released a little series of it I guess she does like several songs and she invited Noah to come and they together sang Noah's song I got so high that I saw Jesus 
seeing the two of them stand there together like is just crazy i mean noah is my little baby sister and she does not look like a little baby anymore no it's insane but her and miley look so cool together like they just look both look so badass and they sound amazing together which is not a shocker i mean they're both phenomenal singers but i thought it was super cool super cool that miley asked her to come on and do one of her songs you know yeah Noah rolls her eyes, but like Miley and I both are like, we're your biggest fans. And she's like, you guys have to say that. But I truly think that Miley like is such a huge fan of Noah and her songwriting, especially. So I thought it was super cool that they did that. But yeah, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Like I almost started crying watching it and I'm not a crier. It was good. I saw it. Tell them. We'll tell Noah especially that I really enjoyed it. I will tell them for sure. I hope this is like the first of many. Like I know with all of us, it's like we all support each other so much, but we also like kind of stay in our own lanes in a way, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's good. It, it makes it so that you can support each other and you're not stepping on each other's toes career-wise, professionally or whatever. So it's always like, you know, you hesitate a little bit when you think about collabing and you really want to like, save that stuff to make it really great when you do do it. But I hope this encourages them to collab more because I think it was very cool. They both are so different, especially in their styles and and then their songwriting and everything. But I think it's really cool to see that they can come together and still like hold their own, be their individual selves. And they can both still be just really, really phenomenal what they do, but still come together and do something together. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Let's play some of it real quick. I got so high that I saw Jesus. He said it's all gonna be okay. You just need me in your heart. Tennessee whiskey and love. I got so high that I saw Jesus. Yeah, they talk about the rivers running dry mm-hmm. How pretty soon there won't be any water love To turn to wine Like a drunkard at the wedding Blindly raising on the getting so I'm getting high And I got so high that I saw Jesus He said it's all gonna be okay. It's really good. I think what I really love about it is Miley can take the lower register so easily that it almost is like a duet with a like a man and a woman would do. But mm-hmm. then Miley can also go high and then Noah can also go low, which mm-hmm. is harder for male-female duets. And it's one of those things where like, as if you're looking at sound waves that like some are going high and some are going low and they're interconnecting. And then at some point you're not sure who's doing what. And so it's just really mm-hmm. mo- it's just really melodically well done i guess is what i'm trying to say and harmony yeah I, I yeah i need to find out um i wonder who arranged that i wonder if it was miley's music director or, or who who you know who decided who was going to sing what and how to make that work maybe it might have been miley i'm gonna i'm gonna ask but they did a really really great job yeah it was cool speaking of music do you have anything for us you go first so i can listen to this real quick okay I don't know if you guys have, have gotten into Jamestown Revival, but I love those guys uh, on a personal level, but then also on a musical level. They're freaking badass, and I saw this new one, Slow Motion Hurricane, out, and I was like, hell yeah. Speaking of like great harmonies and badassery in general, 
Jamestown Revival. So good. Like to forget. Let let their dying love to do. Now they're alone again. Wondering if things will ever change. Life is a slow motion again. Staring at the scene Family sits round a table I like Jamestown Revival. I wouldn't call myself like a like a massive country music fan, but there are some artists that I really do love. I love Jordan Davis. He's kind of a newer newer guy on the scene. He's got a song out called Lose You. Also, just a little shameless self-promotion. I It was just announced I booked a gig in Vegas for next summer with Dustin Lynch and Jordan Davis will be there as well. So I'm super excited because I love Jordan Davis so much. I saw this. Oh, we'll see if it, we'll see. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's get into 2021 before we get too excited, but. Wait, by the way, I've had him on my other podcast. He's a super nice guy. Yeah, he's on the Wells cast. His story is crazy. If you like what we're about to play, you should go listen to this, not a plug my other show, but like he was working in Louisiana, like playing songs like after work and stuff. And finally his boss was like, you don't seem happy. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, this is not what you should be doing. You're right. And then he moved to Nashville and became this country star. And I had this funny interaction with him. Did you like figure out a way to manipulate the story? It was positive that you were getting fired. And he was like, I've never thought about it like that. But you're right. I was getting fired. <laughs> he just told me to go pursue my dreams. I really, That's funny. Yeah, I really, really like this guy. He was so, so nice. And so, yeah, I'm glad you're... Putting yeah, I'm a fan. Lose you. Here we go. Giving this up somehow just won't do. And I don't want to give you a reason to leave. Watch you drive off in the night. I never want to feel that freedom that people say they find. Love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Next one. I think I've played this guy before, but it's been a while. New Jared James is. Yep. He's got a new song out called Miracles. I I just really like his whole vibe. How do you spell it? J-A-R-R-Y-D. That's right. Spell your name differently, di- differently dude. It's too, <laughs> just too hard to find. All right. No one thinks to spell your name Jared. I've been waiting on miracles. What's situation? What you chasing? Daily medication to stop the shaking. I don't need the vapors to get those feelings Don't want to fake it, never escape it One at a time, remember One at a 
Mellow. Last but not least, you know I love the Beebs. He's got a song out. Um, I love the Beebs so much. Uh, called Lonely with Benny Blanco. I love a good collab too. You know, it's the thing to do these days. Oh no, I'm a sucker. Sure. What if you had it all, but nobody to call? Maybe then you'd know me. Cause I've had everything, but no one's listening. And that's just fucking lonely. I'm so is lonely the beebs can you believe it the beebs is lonely is he or is he just a good storyteller i mean speaking of i saw someone wrote a tweet and it was like poorly describe what you do for a living and uh, and then people started responding to like that thread and i saw jason isbell wrote make my feelings rhyme which i was like <laughs> so good. of course he would say that yeah <laughs> i got one more for you uh, Langhorn Slim put out Mighty Soul, and I like Langhorn Slim. Gotta love him. Let us use our hands to help Let us utilize our mighty soul. You might be worried about the government. I admit that I was worried too. We will endure this wretched toll. Let us pour love into the mighty soul. Mighty Soul, Langhorn Slim. While that was playing, uh, Rye came and gave Brandy a cute little kiss on the forehead. And it was so And romantic. offered to make me some more coffee. Oh, My favorite thing in the world. Very nice. Um, all right. Is that it? Is that everything? I think so. All right. Well. I think so. I think we did it, kiddo. We did the dang thing. We did. The- when are you coming home? At the end of the week, I fly away from here, and then I go back to California, but then I've got to take, like, five days to quarantine away from Sarah, so. Five, wow. you got to take, like, two days after a flight, because you wouldn't show symptoms, like, right after you get off a flight, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And then I can take a test, like, on the third day. Takes a couple days to get. All right, well, miss ya, love ya. Miss ya, love ya. Uh, Let's go out with with your siblings. Oh, they're cute. I got so high that I saw Jesus. Those freaking nurses. I'm gonna take that fucking swab that went back to my cerebellum from 2007 and they'd be like, dude, he took some LSD. He got so high he saw fucking Jesus. It's really good. Gotta mm. say. 
It's like the Civil Wars without the sexual tension. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the Civil Wars. I did too, man. I got so high that I saw Jesus. I'm Natalie Barbu, host of The Real Real Podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.